To this day, I talk. I shouldn't say his name. Well, I'll bleep it. Okay. Your son is a fugitive. Welcome, 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 nerds and nerdettes. Welcome, obscurials of all shapes and flavors. You're listening to the, the Nerd, Nerd Obscurial Podcast. Podcast. Hi, I'm Eric. And the Oklahoma kid is... Wow. Yeah. Okay, coming in hot. Coming in caliente, yes. as they would say. <laughs> We made it, gang. We're here. The end of season two. We just have the half to get through tonight. And Dude, we... episode X. Oh, 10. Because it's 10. Right. Yeah, I've been putting yeah. the Roman numerals in there. Yeah, so this is episode X. Right. Mysteries this huge, abound. Huge missed opportunity that this isn't completely like X-Men themed or X-Files themed. So many so many great nerd content with the X. Well, we did X-Men last week. We could go pirate. X marks the spot. Yeah, sure. We're going to talk pirate the whole this, this that, is, that would get old real fast. This is though. where the treasure lies. Directed by Luke Warm. This is where the treasure lies? Oh, yeah. It's his art house. It's from his art is it, house. Would it be triple uh, X? This is where the treasure lies? Yes. Right. Yes. And then, like, immediately cease and desist, cease and desist letters start showing up from Vin Diesel. <laughs> and Ice Cube. Well, actually, Ice Cube, Ice Cube doesn't send letters. He comes to your fucking door. Oh, yeah, no, and Ice you Cube. Stop. <laughs> Ice Cube just shows the fuck up, and you know that shit's in trouble. <laughs> know that you in trouble. So, we're finishing out our Fix This Franchise saga. We decided as we, um, you know, got a little bit further into this stuff, although we're creatures of habit, like I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. um, we need to keep things a little loose, change things up. So, a little behind the curtains, you know, we've uh, only released four or five episodes already while we're doing this recording, so everything's, yes. you know, set back. We had already done about half of season two when we decided, hey, let's put a Christmas episode in the first season. So, we yes. hope you all enjoyed that. That was yes, a the lot Chris- of fun. The Christmas episode was actually recorded. A lot of fun. Just before this one. Episode 5 is about... We're recording episode 10. Episode 5 is about to drop. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll have some more holiday stuff. Maybe we don't We don't know yet. We're, we're still... Fail better. Playing yeah. it off the old top hat. The guiding light, guiding phrase of, of the podcast. Fail better. As I am liked to do... Not liked. I'm not liked. That's, that's ridiculous. Always want to put this question out here. How do you feed your obscurial? 
lately there, Oklahoma. Went on a little kick of uh, trying out some new video games. Because I have the, uh, I spend some of that big pretzel money I get right. that I don't share with you on, uh, I have the, the PlayStation Now, which is like the Netflix for video games kind of thing, where it's like, uh, but just Sony ones, where you stream them. It's like, yeah, you stream, yeah. You, you stream yeah. the games rather than like buying them. Because um, I did the original Netflix for video games, which was called Gamefly. Gamefly, but that one but actually that sent you the discs. Actually, sending you the discs. Yeah, but this, this is, is more. Actually, actually, it's more like. But it makes sense because that's the age we are. No one. Yeah, that's why the, discs the whole anymore. thing with the Big Short on GameStop was that no one buys them anymore. You just download them, exactly, right? Exactly. So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah, I guess it would. It's almost more like since it's specifically the stuff for PlayStation, it's kind of like the Disney Plus sure. of Sony's games. Right. So, you know, I got on a little kick of trying out some stuff that I usually wouldn't kind of play. It's like strategy games and, and different stuff, you know. Some fantasy stuff. I played. I have never played before a Elder Scrolls game. I know oh, Skyrim sure. was a big thing. Right. And they had the one bef- I found. I, re- I was digging through just looking at stuff. And, and they have the one that's right before that, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Yeah. And I started playing some of that. and It's, it's some legit RPG there. Yeah. I mean, that's some legit RPG. Yeah. yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah. Made myself a, a dark elf character. So there you, ooh. Made me think of uh, the night elves that we were talking about. Sure, so yeah. I'm still not going to play World right. of Warcraft. but. So now you understand why I, I make the analogy between druids and Hufflepuff for me. Still no, but... <laughs> Shit. Thought I could druids. finally get him. Thought I could finally get him. Druids and herbology. Yes. Hufflepuff... <clears throat> I understand, but Hufflepuff I associate with herbology. It's be and it's because of the teacher. Yeah. And it's like I said, if you look at like the last book, at the very end when they also, do that flash forward. Yeah. Neville has become when they're grown up. Neville becomes the herbology teacher at Hogwarts. But he was Gryffindor. And he yeah. was Gryffindor. Right, right. Yeah. It's just it's just pure coincidence that right. the one that's the oh fuck I forget. I forget her name, but that right. the Hufflepuff house, you know, professor is the one that's also the teaching the herbology. Purely coincidence. Sure. What about you? How'd you feed it? You know, the real big thing I would like to, I guess, contribute is a total funny thing that actually, I, I don't know if it's feeding the nerd obscurial in general, but just feeding some kind of obscurial. I've been focusing a lot on making things. I have been welding up some of this old farm equipment stuff and making birdhouses out of them, like old disc blades and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. to, to have the round birdhouse. Uh, yeah. I made a, a doghouse out of old pallet wood, and it's it's the creation of something that that feeling of satisfaction, like you know having the pictures on your phone and going through the whole process. I, I guess where I want to connect it and why I want to talk about it is that really at its base level, all the nerd stuff, it's it's about like like making connections, seeing like growth in your own comprehension of the world. You know, like it's it's very satisfying to go out and complete something and look back on all the stuff you learned and how it kind of helps with the tapestry of knowledge that you've had up to that point and are going to be using in the future. Right. So I guess that's the biggest one. Also, I've been able to start to introduce my son to some of the Clone Wars animated shows. So that's a lot of fun. Now, the yeah. regular series or the, the regular series, not the deep cuts that we love so much yeah, i don't um, think he's quite ready J- for that one yet. i want to say jindy tarkovsky is the cat's name the yeah. animator responsible for samurai jack and 
Dexter's Laboratory, I believe, is the other one he was big for. Yeah, and right, yeah, right. he did a series, like a little mini series of Clone War <laughs> shorts that are just fucking amazing. If right. you can find those, hunt them. I think they're, I think they've got them on Disney Plus now. If you have I that, I don't know. I think that's always been the biggest thing for me in this podcast, and the, the reason why that question of how do you feed the obscure is like, how are we going and finding these new things and kind of bringing it into our tapestry of ourselves, you know, and celebrating that. Because I don't think no one ever takes enough time, especially I think our generation in particular, there's a lot of shame around nerding out about stuff. Like you didn't talk about it. You know, you don't talk about this stuff. You know, everyone's going to make fun of you. It's a lot more open now, I feel like. But there was a lot more closeting when of we were nerds growing up. When we for were sure. growing yeah. up, yeah. When we were growing know? up, yeah, nerds got picked on. Yeah. Now you, you were getting it's thrown like, in the bushes and in the trash cans and the lockers and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So uh, even if you liked that stuff, you would never talk about it in front of people yeah. unless you knew you were in a safe space with other nerds, you know. Yeah. And as it says in Luke twenty one ten, the nerds shall inherit the earth. Our time is now. I also nerd out about food. And so people who don't, well, because the recording and all that kind of stuff, we just got past Thanksgiving here. Yep. And I was um, going to ask, did you uh, did you dry brine your turkey this year? I hear that's the big thing. No, I always do a wet brine. I always do a pomegranate brine. Mm. That's my thing. I've always tried to, I'm trying to perfect that thing because pomegranates, we have pomegranate trees mm-hmm. around our place and they are plentiful and I like using stuff that I can get in my garden. I, I feel a bigger connection to the food we mm-hmm. eat when I do that. And the big difference this year was I have the pellet smoker. So I was able to do the pellet smoking with it and combine all that together. And it's getting, turkey's getting pretty good. But I like all the sides. I like like doing a stuffing a tradition that comes from my wife that we never did was brussels sprouts which for a lot of families is a big thing was brussels sprouts but i want to respect that's part of her yeah. tradition no, that's cool uh but we combined that because it was just going to be our small family it wasn't no extended stuff combine that with the sweet potato thing and did this like roasted sweet potatoes and brussels sprouts with a maple syrup glaze okay. kind of thing and that was fun i i like going towards different recipes doing stuff i'm i'm a big you actually you might have already told uh, been able to tell from the lightning round questions i like food a lot yeah it's not well i I think i've I've joked i'm not a foodie i'm a glutton (laughs) you know it's not that i'm a foodie i hate that term a foodie no i'm a glutton i love food i love beer (laughs) give it all to me So I think nerdy is a little bit of a self-deprecating term as well, but I think it's just like what most people should be doing. It's kind of like this thing, this great thing out of the human condition. And I think really the thing that brings it home to me, I just kind of want to throw in the two cents here. For me, human's great ability is not in the answers, but in the questions. So, and I, I guess I think that's kind of what we're trying to celebrate. Yeah, and there's been so many times, even on just the lightning round alone, where I'm just trying to get a paragraph of content here to ask a question there's rabbit holes i'll go down for fucking hours okay i think we've gone pretty long we need to get to our lightning round but good intro i think it really helps kind of explore the plant parameters here I, I think it also just before we go just wanted to really define the fact that like it explains why we keep doing this because viewership is not big <laughs> and this is like for us and this is like it is so enjoyable going down those rabbit holes having the excuses for like no i have to read about this for an hour because i need it for the podcast man yeah, exactly yeah <laughs>
So uh, whoever's along for the ride, thank you so much for being along for the ride. Uh, let's catch a break and we'll get to the lightning round. So we're back. We're moving on to the lightning round. This is like a division rivalry. I've won two. You've won two. This is for all the marbles for this season. I won last season three to two. This is a chance for Oklahoma to even the score. Although I won last week, so you get to pick where we're going here. Right. You know, what I'm going to do is that I am going to go first. I don't know what that means. On receiving questions. You want to get, you want to answer I want to answer first. Because I don't like to know how much I need to make up. I make it too big of a deal in my brain. And so. All right. So here we go. In the category of lock down those rocks, Mr. Spock, I've got a quote. Now, it could be from philosopher John Locke, Mr. Spock from the Enterprise, Chris Rock, the comedian, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Fraggle Rock, or The Rock starring Nicolas Cage. I'm going to give you two options. Okay. You've got to pick the correct one. This has been debated over yes. a lot off mic. So. Yes. So. What are my two options before I hear the quote? Your two options this time are, is this from The Rock starring Nicolas Cage or comedian Chris Rock. It's about justice. It's about reminding you people of something you find politically convenient to forget. The Rock uh, movie. Correct. In the category of hippogriff or honky gringo, is this a type of magical beast in the wizarding world of Harry Potter or is it a slang term for a demographic of white people? Mzungu. M-Z-U-N-G-U. Mzungu. Uh, white people. Correct. It is Bantu for just white people in general, according to Wikipedia. All right. In the ring or on the range, wrestler or cowboy, Jim the Killer Miller. God, it could really go either way. I am just going to – my, my initial thought was wrestler. Nope. Yep. Cowboy. In Teenage Mutant Gnarly Thrashers, is this the name of a metal band, a mutant from X-Men, or both? Hellstar. Both. No. Aye. It is a metal band from Houston, Texas. All right. I knew it was going to be metal, but I felt like that could have been a, an expert. Yeah, I thought so too, but yeah. it wasn't. I didn't find yeah. one. In the category of horseplay, Wiki Edition, is this name from the Wikipedia list of notable racehorses or the Wikipedia list of longest and shortest running Broadway plays, Animal Kingdom? This one doesn't have a both. No, it's either a play it's or... It's either or. It's either, either the play or. Or, the, or the racehorse. An animal play? Well, no, animal Kingdom. Animal Kingdom play. No, it's a racehorse. There is a movie called Animal Kingdom, but to the right. best of my... There was not a play on this... Like I said, not one of the longest Got or it. shortest running Got it. plays. And of course... Anime or may not. Oh, this is uh, whatever. Where am I at? I'm, I'm you two are for five right now. You are two for five. Okay, so this shit. is to get five hundred. Is this an anime or not? Monthly Girls Nozaki Kun. Anime. Correct. Ah, at least I that is bat a, a real anime. At least I bat a hundred. I am introducing a new genre, subgenre. So the idea would be one of these things are not like the other. So. The name of the category is Haggis Sophia. It's the Haggis Sophia, the famous church. Anyways, okay. which one of these is not a traditional ingredient 
in a haggis recipe? Stomach, heart, lung, kidney, or liver? I'm going to say lung. I don't think there's enough meat and lung to really be part of something. Incorrect. It's kidney. Kidney? Really? Yeah. Stomach, they actually put it in. And the reason why... Oh, I know stomach. I said lung. I know. No, I know. I'm saying stomach. I'm just going through it. Heart and liver are pretty yeah, self-explanatory. That's standard. Yeah. Lung is the reason why it's actually outlawed here in the United States. Because you cannot actually buy sheep lung. Really? Okay. The next one is called Dune Buggies. And this is a either, neither, or both. These are two possible creatures found in the Dune universe on Arrakis. Arrakis. You have to say Arrakis. Sorry, did I say Arrakis? Jesus you pronounce God. things very strange. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your two choices. Sand trout. It's the larval form of a sandworm resembling uh-huh. a leech or a slug. Or sand plankton and or sand plankton, a microscopic organism which feeds on melange, or otherwise known as spice, mm-hmm. and is the primary food source of sandworms, like how blue whales eat plankton. I think it's just sand trout. It's both. Damn it. You are going to win. No, no, no. You can get the, you could do the next, all of it. I got to sweep from here. You got to sweep from here. That is unlikely. The secret lives of pet millionaires. All right. <laughs> Which of these is a, a, a true story that came out last week? For more than 20 years, a line of German shepherds named Gunther have been the wealthy, wealthy beneficiaries of a German countess. The Associated Press reported last week that a dog, Gunther VI, was selling a Miami mansion that he had purchased from Madonna for $7.5 million in 2000 now on the market for $31.75 million. Or B. Ashy. The aptly named Grey Cat, owned by British recluse Ben Ray, became the Guinness Book wealthiest cat last week. After his death, Ray bequeathed his $59 million fortune to Ashy. Second one. So you've already lost. You won. Gunther was the correct one. That one, like I said, with these ones, I usually like to actually create something that's pretty... I change the details Uh pretty much the same. And why I'm bringing this up, the cat is actually named Blackie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's a black cat. It was a Guinness Book World Record cat back in like 2017, I think. A method and a madness. Which one of these is a true story about a method actor taking things too far? During the Gangs of New York shoot, Daniel Day-Lewis got strep throat, but he refused to take any antibiotics since these were not available to his character, resulting in a two-day hospital stay. Or B, while shooting for Bram Stoker's Dracula, Gary Oldman slept in a coffin every night. Lewis. Lewis. Perfect game. It's, 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 it's true. That this happened with Lewis, but it was with pneumonia, and I don't think he ever had to stay in the hospital. It ain't easy being Al Green. (laughs) On October 18th, 1974, Murray Woodson, Green's then-girlfriend, threw what at the legendary soul singer, covering him with third-degree burns, which took him months to recover from? A, hot oil from a fish fry, or B, hot grits? Yeah, fish fry. Grits. You haven't heard that story? Nope. I really. This was the one where I was like, okay, he's gonna know all these answers. Uh, he's the, gonna know the hot grits story. He's gonna because it's a very famous story. What's the last one? The so last one. The, the last no one. Hitter. The last one is really hard. I don't know. This one is gonna probably be luck on your side. Probably not. The virtual pandemic in September of 2005. This World of Warcraft. 
debuff inadvertently spread throughout the entire map of the game through pets and minions, leading epidemiologists to study it as an advanced platform for modeling the dissemination of infectious diseases. Was the debuff called Corrupted Blood or Blood Plague? Corrupted Blood. And the shutout nice. is gone. You got one. Oh, I got one. You got one. I got one. All right. No shutout tonight. Couldn't get the shutout. No, and I I feel. And, who, and I just like the fact that of all of them, I got the Warcraft question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I do I do gotta say, you know, I do play. Though I don't play World of Warcraft, I do play a lot of video games. Yeah. And that did, I'm like, okay, what in some of these other games I play would a debuff be called? And I'm like, oh, that's far, that sounds like something. Well, no, but this is the thing is that... Blood Plague is something actually in the game. It is. Yeah. And so that's why, like, I'll change details around to make sure that it isn't both correct, but... Blood Plague isn't isn't the one that was studied. Blood Plague was not the one that was studied. Little surprise, I thought you knew more about Dune, so I I thought you were really going to get... The uh, plankton trout thing. That one, I was very on the wire for me. I definitely second-guessed myself. This was was a fun one for me of going down a rabbit hole. Because, like, to get all the intricate things. And actually, the sand planktons become sand trouts. Which become sandworms, yeah. Exactly. So there's this weird, like, cannibalism thing about it, too. It was very fascinating getting into the the ecosystem Mm -hmm. of... And then you get to the whole point where the one dude turns into a sandworm. Letter the second. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that shit gets crazy. Right. Welcome we back to Dune to... Talk. <laughs> the <Nice>. ladies of Dune. <laughs> nice. Well played, sir. The hat is off. Okay. Abe Gagian coming in hot with the puns. <laughs> Let's get a, a little break, and we will get to the domain next. All right. Soup's on, people. Soup's on. Okay, we're back. Let's get into the domain. Oklahoma wanted to talk about crazy domains. And Oklahoma's brain is too big for the internet. None of these websites were taken. We thought we were coming into us like, oh, let's go to the crazy corners of the internet and see something weird just with our fucking mind machines. Mm -hmm. Didn't work because none of these were taken. And we keep not finding the things that were taken. And we're it's basically like Star Trek of the deep recesses of the human condition in the internet. Sure. Going from planet to planet of unexplored places. Bringing back to the people the knowledge of these different worlds. Sure. Did I oversell it? (laughs) I think I oversold it. (laughs) Okay. Long and short, we we haven't found people who've made content for these websites. Oklahoma's brain's too big for the internet. He has too many good ideas. What's one of the domains that is ripe for the picking? So... We had a theme this season. We started off with hamster fights. We had hamster slights, hamster nights, and hamster nights of the round table variety. And there's there's really only one thing you can say in response 
to haul this hamster, and it's mice with machine guns. Okay, well, first, you know, I I was thrown a little aback, the no hamster thing. And now I'm wondering, like, are you building up all these hamsters for the mice to mow them down with machine guns? <laughs> now I'm picturing, like, a... Kind of. <laughs> deep app. <laughs> the hamsters versus the mice. I don't know how I feel about the machine gun imagery anymore. <laughs> it's a hard sell. Why Why would you include this as the, the last entry in the, the hamster saga is my question. Because you've had all this hamster. It's like having a uh, it's like having a system of checks and balances. You know, we've got the executive branch of the government, and then you've got the legislative branch of the government. And then yeah, got, I think I know how government works. The judicial <laughs> right. branch of the government. And then you have the all-hail-Cthulhu branch of the government, but most you people aren't allowed to know about that. No, I thought it would be funny. Like a build-up to... Where else could you go with this hamster thing and then where you end up with is let mice with machine guns, you know? Guns. The mice aren't going to be outdone here, right. you know? It's more like the mice getting in on it, you know? Okay, so have you looked up Tommy Guns? Because we're talking a whole different to see the film noir. <laughs> no, no, I looked up mice with machine, specific, machine but, guns. But not mice with Tommy Guns. Not mice with Tommy okay. Guns, I have not checked We may one. need to go back and do some uh, research here, but I think that it would be funnier if it was all film noir-y. And I'm picturing, like, Dinner for Schmucks. The guys Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd, Steve Carell, and Steve Carell has, it does a little vignettes with, with mice, mice and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, taxidermy mice. Right. They're dead mice. <laughs> he takes pictures of them. So that crude of like picturing with the Tommy guns, like, but then doing the St. Valentine's murder or massacre, you, you know that one? It's, it's a and big doing the, mob yeah. Al Capone. See, I liked it better the, when you did it for the first one hamster fights where it was the idea of doing those but with different fight i think like it's you started with muhammad ali oh. like reenacting famous moments of fights so you could go like muhammad ali doing that you could do like things from action movies you were saying something about want to do like re- having them reenact avengers stuff you could do kung fu fighting i suppose so it is kind of that same thing yeah it's a similar idea for yeah. sure what's the preposition again with 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 would there be a possibility for you one to throw out some live action to actually have mice like with machine guns? Like the, you ha- there's got to be there's got to be some very natural organic creation of mice in the same room as machine guns being with them. Right. Would you want to have it be live actiony like that, or are you talking animated? Are you talking CG CG kind of. I mean, if you say live action, it's, I mean, then you're you're getting that thing. I mean, I do think it would be funny to. Sorry, uh, live action maybe isn't the correct thing. Reality. Do you want it to be real images, real footage of mice? Because you the- can do live action ish and not be reality. Do you want any like real David Attenborough? 
kind of machine gun action. The more I explain it, the more I like it. <laughs> but... <laughs> just pictures of mice in the room with machine guns? Right, just like... Well, one of the things I almost put on the lightning round is apparently the few hippopotamuses that Pablo Escobar had have turned into like 80. And the reason why it was in the news was because in order to help protect them, the U.S. have actually acknowledged them as people. So that they can actually have, like, the legal protections right. of people, that they just can't be shot up and all those kind of things. Yeah. So, but yeah, there's 80 hippopotamuses in Colombia right now because of Pablo Escobar. Why are we talking about Pablo Escobar's <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. They weren't supposed to be there? I don't know. Yeah, I need to get back to that. But it, fun story, though. Fun story, kids. Oh, maybe because of Pablo Escobar having the mice guarding the hippos. <laughs> hey, and also we're current. We need to have a website of the mice with machine guns guarding the hippopotamus of Pablo Escobar for America. It's just like a live <laughs> it's just a live cam footage. Body cam. It's cops, but for the mice with machine guns. Who are guarding Pablo Escobar's wild hippopotami. But all things considered, yeah, because that I would not be opposed to that idea. I guess the only question is, so I feel like the mice should definitely be mouse-sized. Like, everything should be actual real-world world proportions. But I'm, the question is the well, machine okay. guns. Well, that's what I was just going to say. You, you, you have to make the machine gun mouse proportion. It, it's too ridiculous if you have a mouse-sized live-action mouse going around with a machine gun. Like, it, 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 the physics tells you that that isn't what if it isn't one mouse per machine gun if you had like a hobbit size mouse or like a, a not of this world size mouse what if it's like a thing where it's multiple it's like it's one machine gun and there's like 30 mice it's like each mouse has got like a jot like yeah, some they're doing are, the, they're like uh, the trench coat and the <laughs> getting through the <laughs> <laughs> all stacked up Right. Just making like a skeleton <laughs> yeah. of mice. Which, by the way, <laughs> that is actually pretty true to form with mice. That so isn't a... What if it's a mouse crane kind of situation? <laughs> like the mice are inside like a robotic body? Again, not opposed to that. I do want to go ahead and... The more and, we talk about this, the better the idea oh, gets. Yeah. Uh, I, I do want to uh, go ahead and put a quick verbal trademark on Skeleton of Mice as my, my Doom Metal Band side project. I do kind of like the idea of like this troop of mice that has this one machine gun that they're all carrying around together. And like one mouse is like the one who like pushes the trigger, you know? <laughs> and the rest of the mice carry it around. I think that is an interesting thing of like, you have to almost go like, you gotta go feral with that. Like the way that the machine gun, is, it holds on to like their society. Mm -hmm. Almost like we never knew we could do what we did as mice, but the machine gun came along and mm -hmm. taught us all the ways there needs to be like a sacredness to the mice with the machine gun. That's a whole other story. Right. <laughs> One that definitely is very cool. So so what I'm hearing now is, and again, not opposed, is, 
It should be a website set up exactly, exactly like the website for the Church of Latter-day Saints, except instead of about Joseph Smith and Jesus, uh, the whole religion is about is this mouse-based religion worshiping the machine gun. Because I feel like that's where we've landed, and I... <laughs> again, I'm, I don't I'm know... I'm feeling good on that I, one. I, again, I don't know how we got here... But not opposed. And I'm not sure if I want to be leader or follower of this cult. <laughs> but I think I'm in. <laughs> the mice are the leader. I think I could have been the leader. I think I could have been a good leader. We're making the fucking website, after all. Why can't we be the leader, man? <laughs> no, see, that would be the, the idea. Is that it's this whole thing for this, this cult religion where... But it's... <laughs> The thing that's worshipped is the machine gun, and the people running the cult are mice. No, but that's the whole idea is how the message gets out. So, like, you tell everybody, oh, the mice are the real leader. That's the one who's doing uh-huh. it. But you're the one making the flyers. You're the one getting the donations. You're the one making all the money. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why I said, like, that's that's the leader's role of making all the money off the saps and doing all the things. Yeah, that's what the mice would be doing. Yeah, but the mice are just pictures that you made or videos that you've taken. That's the whole thing. Being the leader. I want to be the leader. That's how, oh, you, oh. that's how you would do that. No, I'm saying, Do I need like... to teach you how to, to make a cult? Because, I mean, Oklahoma, I feel like we've made several. How how can you not have gotten at this by now? Okay, like here's what I'm seeing is like the website would be sincere, like as if it was from the cult. Yeah. Like it's not about the cult. It's the cult's personal webpage. So the setup is if you go to the webpage, it's... But you're still looking at the eyes of comedy and I'm looking at the eyes of commerce. <laughs> oh, you actually wasn't. Okay, I see what you're doing. All right. Now you understand. <laughs> so you're still looking at this funny. I'm like, hey, actually, <laughs> we can make us a buck here. <laughs> Is there any bow you want to tie on the shit sandwich? <laughs> I, I thought we had some great ideas. I have no idea why you're getting that. Yeah, calling it a shit sandwich, man. We, I think we got a lot of good stuff to work with here. We got hippopotamus mice. We got colt mice. Like I said, if you're going to top four straight weeks of hamster, what else could we have achieved these, this this victory with but mice on machine guns? Well played. Favors the bold. Well played, Oklahoma. I will say that. I was very skeptical. I will say that it bears some fruit. <laughs> Soup's on. Soup's on, people. Can't cage the soup. <laughs> okay, I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, soup raff. Welcome back. This is called um, Working on My Type 5, a.k.a. Steal This Joke. We'll do... But as of right now, here's the joke. So, the difference between a man being seen naked in public and a woman being seen naked in public is like the difference between a deer walking into your camp and a bear walking into your camp.
You know, when it's a woman, it's like a deer. It's like, oh, it's so beautiful. Look at how majestic. No, no, no. Don't make a noise. If we just be perfectly still, it'll stay. And if a man's naked in public, it's like a bear. It's like, oh my God, hide the children. Get the mace. And I'm sure I'm stealing it from like 100 people, but. You got to save the bear part to the end. Because yeah. you were like, it's like a difference between a doe and a bear. You don't, don't yeah. do that. No, you got to. like. Yeah, you the, know, the the bear has to be the turn. Yes, you you so can't reveal gotta, it at the beginning. You have to wait till the very end. As like, yeah, it's so weird how it. You it's know, so it's different seeing different men in public or women in public. So different yeah, to yeah, have yeah. a woman versus it's a, a man simple in public. I, I feel like there has to be the oh my god though too. There has to be like the immediate shock and horror because like that's what like yeah. what, there's when the, you know someone's exposing themselves. You know, it's always like oh my god. Run for the hills! Get out of here! <laughs> but like with women, it's like, shh, 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 quiet, quiet, bring it all down. <laughs> we don't want it. We don't want to spook it. Come on, guys, don't mess this up for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, people are strange, especially when you're a stranger. So I was going to fucking lean into that because I know how much you hate Jim Morrison. But then you fucking come back on me with it and surprise I don't, me a little bit. I don't hate Jim Morrison. I think Jim you Morrison have, is wildly overrated. You have. Because I, I am not a like hardcore Morrison fan. I it's, it's like Radiohead. I get the people who are. Like, I get the fact that, hey, this is just my jam. And there's a whole fucking rabbit hole to go down. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. I get all that, but it's just not mine. But like, I at least like show fucking respect. Whereas you've like had some words where it was like, <laughs> I thought they were your Zach Braff, the musical Zach Braff. No, that's John Mayer. There's something there. There's something, and I feel like it's it's a joke. You steal from me, you steal twice. I feel like it's a joke already kind of been made. And I feel like it's actually a joke that's been kind of made with a butterfly for some reason. Possibly. Doesn't uh, ring any bells. Um, but there's never been the deer. The deer bear, bear thing might very well camp. be camp. Yes. That's what I like about it. It's a beard, a deer bear camp. It's like you're in the same spot, but these two different species walk up. And I feel like that's kind of the, you know, apples to oranges when it comes to yeah, it I, at its crux. You know yes. what I mean? Um, yeah, I think there there probably have been lots lots of people who've made different variations of the women are like this and men are like you know like a yeah. woman is like a work of art and a man is like a steam train you know or you know a woman's like a Ferrari a man is a pickup truck you know or a woman's like a duck and a man is like a Tesla coil I don't know it's you know it's like a woman. Duck in a Tesla coil. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're getting some hidden misogyny coming from the Oklahoma. Whoa, misogyny? <laughs> Women are coming out way ahead on that deal. A duck or a Tesla cord? Tesla coil? Coil? A Which duck was because it was like back in witch's time, they would judge if you sink like a fucking stone, you'd be human or you'd float like a duck compared to the modern ingenuity of electricity and a Tesla coil. A duck can fly. A duck can swim. A duck goes where it wants. 
Duck okay. was I'm, what I'm it stopping wants. this right now. This is my segment. We don't need to get into duck Tesla coil semantics. All a Tesla coil can do is sit there and get shocked. Wow. Just okay. tased over and over. Who's got the better life? Fucking duck. So whatever the variants may be that we're talking about. Um, Using a deer and a bear, I think. I think it is unique in there, and it is. uh, Well, okay, I'll say it was unique. That's the whole point of this. Hey, up for grabs, folks. Soups on, and that's how we'll end this. Send it back to us. Soups on. Oh, I would love someone to send it back to us. Record some of these. Love it. Do it. Put your own spin on it and send it back. God, if someone got from like a gadzooksandnerd.com. but. That means someone has to listen to this. So <laughs> you never know. My wife might send one back. Right. Soup song. And you know what goes great with soup? America's bread. You goddamn right it does. Sourdough bowl. Fuck that shit. Get yourself a pretzel bowl and put your soup right in there. We'll take your chowders. We'll take your creams. We'll take your stews. We'll take your. And we're back. The finale of Fix This Franchise. The one that we picked for the half. And this has to be mutual. This cannot be something that someone steamrolls the other one in. We have to both come and agree that this is the one. And I will explain why why I put it as a half. The movie we're talking about is John Carter. And the reason why I have it as a half is because they chewed off so much in that movie. You can't. They, they've already gone like three books in. Yeah, we should we should say for just for people who don't know. Yeah, the movie John Carter, starring Man. Taylor Kitsch, friend of the show and <coughs> friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Hey, Maisie. John Carter. The movie. It was. It's based on a series of science fiction books. Okay, um, so by Edgar, Edgar Rice, Rice Burroughs, best known, I guess, for Tarzan. The John Carter. The thing was, was that there was a lot that I really liked, and I liked Taylor. I like well having the foe in anything mm-hmm. is always great. But wow. he was he was particularly I thought good, especially with oh yeah, it was very good. All of the CG stuff. He still was able to like put out a character that's very hard to do there's critical structural things and the biggest one was that they tried to fit in too much at once for me the reason that i kind of put this as the half because uh i you know, again like, you know i liked the movie it's not great it's not it's like Waterworld. it's not perfect they definitely were some things they could have done better but all in all i enjoyed watching the movie i had a good time watching it so the reason it would only be a half for me though is the fact I am not super familiar with the entirety of this, the, the, the whole franchise of the books. Well, this was so. my biggest thing was that I felt like they should have stuck to that. And I think actually, no, let's go more than that. Let's not even get through that whole book. In one of the mechanics in the John Carter series, I call it like the Dante syndrome, where they'll just faint and then be done. <laughs> and then go to the next thing. It's like this convenient mechanic to get to a next place. You just faint, 
and then suddenly you're somewhere else. So you can kind of faint anywhere within the exactly. telling of the story. And for me, like, I want to focus on the green people of Mars. I want to focus on their thing. And and why Tars Tarkas and, that, and his daughter is such a significant plot point mm-hmm. is that um, the green Martians actually don't do birth that way. The green Martians, the females, will lay their eggs in a nursery. Mm-hmm. The males will fertilize those eggs. So that, that, that isn't that different. But it's done completely in nursery, and nobody is supposed to know... Who their biological parents are. There's a kind of a socialistic kind of atmosphere yes. where it's like for the good of the state, for the good of the tribe, and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So him knowing that is an off thing that's supposed to be a huge plot point. Right. It's supposed to be, like, fucking enormous. Like, they didn't build that moment up at all. And it's supposed to be such a huge thing yes. in the novel. So build ultimately, the like, the, yeah. it, there's a whole retcon thing that needs to happen. But, like, I want to use the same people. So that's why it's my hat. What about this? So this... Where the movie, where the first movie came out, because we're talking fixes franchise, so we're treating that as canon. So you take where that movie starts, like the point in time where that movie starts, and you take the time that that movie covers, like however many days that movie takes place over, right? Mm-hmm. You do another movie that's that exact same time frame, but it's entirely from Tars Tarkas's point of view. So it's what Tars Tarkas, and so anytime like him and John Carter are in the same place, you'd see John Carter. <laughs> so what if he did a whole movie that covers the, that set of events, but all but follows Tars Tarkas? Then you do one about the dot. Then you do one about Deja. Was it Deja Thoris? Is the princess's name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You do one where it follows her through that time. That time. So you only see John Carter when she sees him. Then you do one from the villain. But yeah, you do it like Rashomon, where it's you play the same story, but like each person's version of the story. Right. Like their telling of their uh, experience of this story, and you go like through all the major characters in it. I basically want to go with the storyline of the Green Martians and then have them faint out before they get to the Red Martians and all the other stuff about Princess of Mars. So you'd be going to, like, Act 3 of 5 of that novel. And there's, like, it just happens a couple minutes. The idea of John Carter having, like, different gravity. Like, the whole thing is he's a well, superhuman. They, they did a great scene with that. No, when they he, did. The, when he first, they that did was the best part scene, of the movie. Like, there, there's a great scene about it, but, like, it's a big plot thing, too, because he's basically Superman. Right yes. There. You know, the reason why I want it to be on this list, but the reason why I can't be on this list because we're not continuing because they fucking fast-forwarded so goddamn much, but, like, bring those moments and make it bigger, like... You have this mountain of content, and you tried to you wasted it all on 120 minutes, whereas you could have spent you know hours on a fraction of what you covered. You yeah, know what I mean, it was rushing to get like what's the most complete story with a big climax, you know, point that we can put in directed by lukewarm that we can put in here directed <laughs> by lukewarm. But 
directed by Lucor. Directed by But yeah, I do feel like... The Green Marshes you know, culture is so interesting, yeah. too. And there, there's so much... And it, like I said, it is a huge, big thing about Tars Tarkas knowing his daughter and how mm-hmm. the reproduction thing happens. Yeah. The way that it sets up the hierarchy of culture and all this kind of stuff. The whole second half of the movie was a total wash for me. It was mm-hmm. like, we should have stopped so long ago. I think that uh, we should take a little breaky yeah. and get to the outro. Okay, we're back. I'll lay down all my shit later. Oklahoma, why don't you give us the fine print? The Nerd Obscurial Podcast is a Gadzooks and Nerd production. That's Gadzooks, G-A-D-Z-O-O-K-S. Find us on the web at gadzooksandnerd.com slash meow. Yes, meow, M-E-O-W. If you like the music, you can find it more at gadzooksandnerd.com slash fields. That's fields, F-I-E-L-D-S. The Nerd Obscurial Podcast and its content are, except for the steal this joke joke, the wholly owned and copyrighted property of Gadzooks and Nerd. So don't go stealing any of it, except, of course, for the steal this joke joke. Or we'll have to sick big pretzel on you and Big Pretzel. Any works, products, concepts, or otherwise intellectual property not owned by Gadzooks and Nerd mentioned or discussed in the Nerd Obscure podcast are done so under fair use for the purposes of commentary, critique, and obviously comedy. So please don't sue us because we can't actually sick Big Pretzel on anyone. The views, ideas, opinions, and beliefs expressed in the Nerd Obscure podcast are solely those of its creators, which is to say your esteemed host Eric the Troubadour and me, the Oklahoma Kid, and do not represent the views, opinions, or beliefs of any individual or entity named, referenced, or alluded to in this podcast, including but not limited to Gary Oldman, Leonard Nimoy, The Wizarding World of Harry Potter and its parent companies, The Buggles, Krang and his parent companies, Samurai Jack, Paul Rudd, and my wife and her parent companies, The Great State of Oklahoma, and of course, all cats everywhere on the internet. Hail Cthulhu. Okay, well, Oklahoma, you have any uh, parting words before I get into my outro as we are at the end of the season two? Episode X. Episode X. If I were you, I'd be having sex right now. But, uh... Instead, you're listening to us. So, A, thank you. And B, what's what's wrong? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Okay. Go get laid. Go get laid. Everybody needs to be getting laid more. That is the world's number one problem. Not enough people are getting laid. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. Uh, means a lot. We know there's a lot of places you could be. So, thanks for being here. Thank you for being a friend. As always, I appreciate everyone listening, whatever we can do to um, propagate our little uh, podcast here. I guess if you have heard my um, outros before, you know they are filled with sentimentality and a lot of bullshit and um, me trying to feel better about myself by trying to uh, help everybody and try to feel that things are getting better and maybe they aren't but the thing is is that if they aren't and what i do is just uh stupid by saying they are by trying to help people and try to bring a little bit of joy and trying to just you know make things light and helpful for the people even my worst case scenario if that's that's not the case what's the alternative 
Even if I go out there and fail, the alternative is that thing is shit anyways. So, yeah, I want to stay on that side. I want to stay on the side where we're going to try to help each other. We're going to try to lift each other up. We're going to try to to be positive. We're going to try to say, hey, you can do it. You can do that goal. You can be better. You can do the things you want to do. You can be the person you want to be. You can be the light that becomes a beacon to others in life because you can't. And there isn't any other choice because the only other choice is to be darkness. And there's no room left for darkness. Darkness is filled up. So I would love to spend my life being a beacon of light to everybody I meet. And I hope you do too because if if you do and you take up that template, then at least we're trying to bring some light to the world, even if it fails. Because I'd rather it fail and be trying than not try at all. So thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next season. And uh, soups on, bitches. <laughs>